Good morning, hello, and happy Monday, listeners. Welcome to this week's Living in the Moment, where we have the opportunity to celebrate another wonderful journey of ours. For today's episode, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with our moment maker, Ruba. Ruba works with our CertiPro team and has been with us for three years. She's seen it all. She is a ball of sunshine and energy, and you will always leave a conversation with her wearing a smile. This was such a fun conversation of getting to know each other, realizing just how similar we are, making plans for our future, seemingly together, and most importantly, learning how outgoing Ruba is and how much she just loves talking to people and engaging, which, as you know, is the foundation of what we do here. Now enough of me rambling, let's celebrate Ruba's journey. All right, how's our day going? Good, busy. Yeah, very busy. Is it? You started early this morning, right? Uh, I started at ten. Okay. Yeah, I came in. There was like seventeen calls waiting. Like, <laughs> holy moly! The warm weather is here. People want their home, homes painted. Yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> that's I what's just, happening. Sometimes I want to be outside for it, though. It's so nice. Fair enough. So the purpose of this is really for you to talk about you and for me to really get to know you too, because I enjoy every time I get to spend with you, but I don't know you all that well, so I'm excited for it. Um, But to start, what's your story? (laughs) Where have you come from? What have you done? Tell me everything. Well, I was born and raised in London, Ontario, Forest City, Uh, but both my parents are Syrians. My dad immigrated here in the 70s and my mom in the 90s, so they got married late 90s. And we've been here ever since. So I've gone to elementary school, high school, and now university in London. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And how did you find us here at TLS? Um, I actually had a friend refer me here three years ago and he is no longer with TLS, but Honestly, it's been one of the greatest things that has come to me. Like, this is my first job, and I'm still here three years later, and I love it. Wow. Yep. <laughs> well, newbie over here. Well, not so much anymore, but. <laughs> so then what was it in the beginning? Was it, you can be honest, was it a paycheck that started it, or what was it that drew you here, aside from a referral? Um, so I've never, this is my first job ever, so I never had any kind of work experience and I just wanted to try something out. And I also wanted to, you know, the money is nice, but I also wanted to put most of it towards helping my parents because both of them are retired. So, um, yeah, just wanted to treat them sometimes. <laughs> so that's mainly why. That's awesome. <laughs> In the past three years, you would have just celebrated your third mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So April, you said? Yes. Yes. So happy belated anniversary. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And in, in that three years, I mean, you've gone through the normal, quote, normal TLS experience of being in office to then transitioning at home to mm-hmm. them working remotely to now coming back to the office. So mm-hmm. what has that experience been like aside from a roller coaster? Um, Honestly, I very much prefer working in the office. I think that, you know, when they say out of the comfort of your own home, it's literal comfort from your home. Um, 
I had, I'll, I'll be honest, I did fall asleep a couple of times during my shifts. <laughs> it's so hard being in bed and waking up at eight in the morning for a shift. But it was really nice because it was slower. Um, but coming back to the office was just so refreshing and I feel so alive again. It's like things are starting to be normal. And honestly, I can't wait to see more people come back to the office because I think it's worth it. For sure. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna add you into like an infomercial for the office. I'm gonna take that little sound bite. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> what is it, L'Oreal? Um, no, I agree though. I just I find that I've discovered probably 75% of my closet again because I'm yeah. no longer wearing sweats and pajamas. <laughs> it's so it's weird. I'm a hijabi, so it's like it's weird to have to cover my head again, but it's also very nice because I feel like that part of my identity is back. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Fair enough. So then what, day to day, what excites you to come to work, whether it's in the office or just in general? Um, so coming to work for me means I get to hear a variety of different accents. And I think that's what I really love about the fact that we work for national companies is you get to hear from people from everywhere. And it's not just like exclusive to American accents or Canadian accents. I've heard British and Australian and all of that, and it is so cool. Um, so I think it's really nice to, to hear that. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting. Well, it's a new, it's a unique way to engage too. Cause yeah. So like my family, or on my dad's side, they're all from England. So anytime I meet, it's so terrible <laughs> probably, but anytime I meet someone that has a British accent, I immediately yeah. am like, where are you from? Because I know the entire ge geographical landscape. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's my way of engaging through an accent. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a different experience than just... So anytime we pick up the phone, we don't know the situation that's going to be coming at us. But then to yeah. also know we don't know who is coming at us. It's it's very it's it's not something that I ever thought I would experience in my life to speak to so many different kinds of people. But it's hands down one of the greatest experience ever. Like it's so unique and it's so fun. <laughs> I was just talking to a franchisee the other day, and mm -hmm. he was asking where um, where I was based out of, and I said London. Um, and he says, oh, you hide your accent well. And I'm like, accent? <laughs> but my boyfriend's also American, so he's mm -hmm. drawn my attention to, like, my oot and a boot. And, like, I will. And now right. I'm super conscious of it. But I don't know. I don't know if I have an accent. Yeah, I can never see. I, I've gotten made fun of by my American friends for saying about the way that I do. And... But they say sorry, and I'm like, it's sorry. It's sorry. It's an O, not an A. So it's like, you're going to call me. I'm going to call you back. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is those TikToks of, like, when they compare words. Yes. Whether it's Canadian to American or Canadian to British, like, just the Australian. Like, it's the, so funny. I love it. I also love, like, the dialect challenges. I don't know if, yes. it's, if it's done, like, more so, you know, on the western side of the world but in terms of like Arab countries they'll say oh how do you say spoon and it's four different ways of saying it depending on the country and it is so weird and so funny and I'm like nope there's one way to say it oh, it's like roof and rough yeah milk and milk <laughs> <laughs> that literally that Ugh, pillow no. pillow <laughs> pillow, pillow what was I oh have you seen the one that 
outlines how difficult the English language is. Yeah. And it's like, that says through, so that must be too. It's like, no, that's tough. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's insane. And I'm so thankful that I, you know, like I grew up here, but still I was put into ESL despite being born here for some reason. Um, and it was it was so hard learning it because I... My first, like, my, my, my mother tongue is Arabic, so learning English is really hard, but also relearning Arabic was really hard. Because I'm like, there's all these different sounds, and right. it's not like English letters. It's you write from right to left instead of left to right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I learned nothing. So I went to Dubai a few years ago, and I, Ooh. I didn't learn any Arabic. But <laughs> I can tell you confidently, I probably could never comprehend a single thing. I, it's hard. Even just the the right to left, it throws me off. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. All the books are backwards, and I'm like, okay, this is this has to. You have to get used to it. But <laughs> how did you like Dubai? Let me know. I. I have never been treated more like royalty in my life. And as a person who has always dreamed of being a princess, mm -hmm. it was phenomenal. But it was like a once in a lifetime, absolutely beautiful. Ugh. I just find or I found the standard of living or at least tourism living unmatched. Like it was 100%. incredible. It's so nice. I think that's probably one of my favorites. I haven't gone back in a long time, but... Um, every summer, just like you get to experience that Arab hospitality, and I love it. It's just so like you feel like you're surrounded by family. Yes, and I love that. <laughs> and like it, it, it didn't matter whether it was an Uber driver or someone at yeah. the mall or someone at the hotel or someone at like the resort or, or wherever we were. It was just everything was the same standard of service and oh. <laughs> the i mean but at, at the same time everything's so over the top so it yeah. it messes with you cuz yeah. now i go through a mall and i'm like where's my little rolls royce golf cart <laughs> right that's what i'm saying i'm i'm actually so glad that that was your experience for sure but yeah it's it's like almost like a culture shock mm -hmm. going back and i i still have yet to go back uh but i'm hoping next year maybe um take me with you oh of course <laughs> come through i'll show you all the best spots in syria i got you covered yes it is so nice it, i live beside a mountain like it's my balcony you look to the left it's a wow. mountain like come on um, yeah i'm in all right, let's I'm do it. So in. I, I want to go for the uh, Formula One race too in Abu Dhabi. Oh my God, Abu Dhabi is expensive, oh, I and know. you could like it is so rich and so nice. When I tell you this was a once in a lifetime trip, like I can't go back because I can never recreate it. So oh. I don't want to ever ruin the experience. Um, but we rented a Lamborghini to drive Ooh. Dubai to Abu Dhabi, and we. For the part that we could, because some of the marina was not open, but right. we like did the track a little bit. It's just oh my God. it was insane. That is so sick. Because yeah. it's I, I probably won't go back there. Yeah, and might as well do everything. What you can. <laughs> That's like yeah, I you know it's not Dubai or Abu Dhabi, but I went to Ottawa and I was like, okay, I'm not really gonna come back. So I just hit every single museum that I could, and like obviously Parliament, but. I can see that through pictures, but like seeing a real life Monet and Picasso painting was everything to me. Oh, amazing. Funny enough, I've never been to Ottawa. 
Really? I Okay, well, I say that and my mom looks at me and goes, you're insane, you have. But I was like four. So I have that never consciously <laughs> been to Ottawa <laughs> that I can remember or experience. And I find that so strange that it's in my backyard and I've just never. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I haven't explored any... Like parts of Canada, I guess, aside from like Ottawa and Kingston. But Ottawa is really nice to visit, not live in is what I've heard. But there's a lot of like touristy things. And if you're into museums, Ottawa is definitely a good place to go. Nice. Well, I heard or I spent at least the pandemic. It was a good opportunity. We did explore Canada a little bit. Like my mom Mm -hmm. and I took a road trip out to Vancouver. Ooh. I don't recommend (laughs) <laughs> Unless you can drive through the States, because it took us two days to get out of Ontario. Oh because my we couldn't gosh. go like Sault Ste. Marie and then up through Michigan and whatnot. We had right. to go all the way around, like through Thunder Bay and then across to Winnipeg. It was Wow. It's I recommend it for pretty scenic driving mm-hmm. um, in the daytime. Right. If you don't get bored easily, because it's it becomes the same thing after about six hours not me i am easily boarded out if that's a term even i can't do that i love i very much enjoy nature but i i don't know i feel like two days in a car did you get car sick no well i was driving so okay. if i'm driving i don't get car sick yeah but if i'm the passenger in the back seat like i can't look at my phone i can't yeah. do anything no, I feel that 100%. That's what yeah. would happen to me. I can't drive. <laughs> me at 23 years old just had my G2 or G1, not even G2. We'll get there, though. Is it like a nerves thing or time thing? Um, It's more so a time thing. Like, I had it. I just keep pushing it. But actually, it might be a nerves thing as well. Um, I just keep pushing it back. And with school and everything, I just never found that it was, like, the right time. But... I did reschedule it for June 30th, so fingers crossed. It's going to happen. We got this. Yeah. It will happen. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't give up. (laughs) Don't reschedule it. I will not. I am not touching whatever the site is called. Drive test? Yeah. Staying away from it. Fair enough. I have to. My mom, well... One of our COVID purchases, my mom walked into a Harley Davidson and thought, I just want to explore Ooh. and like see what the options are. And we walked out having purchased a trike. We didn't have Ooh. a license. We have never driven a, a manual or like a shift at all. Um, and so we walked out and I'm like, and it's April of last year. I'm like, what? Are, how? This oh isn't going to happen. Like, why did we do this? So we went for our license. And of course, we couldn't go right away for the license. We could go for our M1. Right. But you couldn't get a class because all of the classes had been suspended over the lockdown. Ooh. That when they reopened, they were making up for the ones they had to suspend. So you couldn't get into a class at all because oh everything was gosh. so booked. And I'm like, why are we making payments on a bike that we can't even drive off the lot because we can't get insurance because we don't have a license? <laughs> that sucks. Is there... Like, is it just for London that there's no appointments or just all of Ontario? I tried all of Ontario. So this was last summer. I finally got one through Fanshawe in August. Okay, okay. So we were cleared to... We were cleared based on um, the M1 timing to Mm -hmm. pick up the bike in, like, July. But we couldn't because we didn't have the M2 test because we couldn't get the course. So we finally got it for August and we finally picked up the bike. But the problem with the testing, they tested us through the Fanshawe course, but they um, trained us or like we learned on those Can-Am spiders. So they're automatic. 
Right. So I still have had never shipped a manual <laughs> transmission. So we get the license, we get the uh, insurance, we're cleared, and, and like Harley goes, yeah, take the bike, you're good. I'm like, we're oh not good. God. It's not leaving this parking lot. I don't know how to make it move. <laughs> <laughs> were you, did you like hook it up to a car and then drive it or like? They came, how? they finally <laughs> delivered, or they were able to deliver it to the house. Okay, nice. So we got it, we got the bike dropped off and then it just sat in the garage and then through the dealership, they um, connected us with this guy that does like private lessons and whatnot. So he okay. ended up coming to the house. But the problem is teaching someone how to ride a motorcycle is not, it's not like a car because like you can't sit next to them yeah. and say, click this and, and do this. <laughs> so, and it is from now my experience, so much of feel. So it was like a two hour lesson where he's just talking at us of like, oh my God. Here's the technique. Try it. I'm, I've, I've stalled it probably 55 times. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're like an, I don't know, the, the if you're a visual learning, that that would be really tough. Like you need, I don't know, I respect yeah. you for, for doing it because yeah. I could never. I think the issue is too, me and my mom are both, we're both like analytical learners, I guess. So right. if the logic does not click. We don't grasp it. Yeah. So she's trying to look at it as an equation. And you <laughs> oh, no. can't because you have to, like, you literally just have to feel the bike. And if it's, if you can feel that it's revving too high, then you shift. And, like, that's right. what I think. But she keeps trying to look at it as, okay, I'm going 45 kilometers an hour. Therefore, I need to be in this. Therefore, I need to be in this. I'm like, stop I thinking. Can't. <laughs> I can't. I, it's difficult enough to drive, like, regular cars. Yeah. And, Wow. No, I would not be able to, to work a shift. I've, I've I've watched people do it, but I can never understand. They're, like, going from one to the other, and it's like, click, click, click. I'm like, okay, <laughs> how are you doing this and why? <laughs> I'm still, I'm not confident that I would actually be able to drive, like, a car shift. Yeah. But right? the, the bike, I wouldn't say I'm great. Um, I'm, I've gotten better, like, I've been able to drive right. it on the highway and everything because when we Ooh. went when we went out to Vancouver we towed the bike okay because okay. my mom her dream was her dream was to always own a Harley check Cute. then her dream was to drive it up the Sea to Sky Highway like between Vancouver and Whistler mm -hmm. so we had to do that problem is we went out in October and out west in October it's already oh. winter so. <laughs> oh no so, we're and I I am one of those people like if you if you set your mind to it like mm -hmm. we're doing it I don't care so Mood. she was not as experienced with the bike, so I was doing most of the driving. It's hail, freezing cold, and oh, we're going no. up this highway. But on the way back down, um, I basically, like, I just had to command things into her ear of, like, shift this, shift down, shift up, do this, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> she got to, she got to drive the highway for a little bit, and then I took over. So I've gotten better, but all to say... That I think this year, if not next year, I want to go for my full license and then maybe get an actual bike. But that's that's, good. that's scary. That's my nerves issue. Yeah, I feel no, like I have no balance. You'll get there. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank and you. when you do, I I don't know if it's like, can you ride on the back of someone? I on those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Scoop. Okay, I'm you. with you. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes, I know uh, my. I think my biggest fear, and it's only because I've never done it. I'm mm -hmm. so scared 
that I'm just going to get on it and flop over. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know how to balance it. But I also just rode a bike last weekend for the first time in probably six years. Like oh a my bicycle. God. And it is like riding a bike where you just get back on. Right. You remember. But I was like, I don't balance. Like, I, I can't be balanced standing up. Yeah. Let alone on two wheels. Yeah, it's hard. It yeah. is hard. I, I actually learned learned how to ride a bike I never learned before and the balancing <laughs> right not it's do it. hard it's so hard I'm like how do people turn on these things without falling over <laughs> I swear the this is the most embarrassing thing but I'm gonna admit it um my aunt and her entire family so that's four family members so it's her my two cousins and her granddaughter and then my family which is my parents and my two sisters they're all outside in the driveway and I was like, I'm gonna I'm ride my bike. And I did not wear a helmet or knee pads or anything like that. I was like, I'm gonna try. Like I'm feeling confident and <laughs> I tried turning and I fell over and I scratched <gasps> my entire arm and my knees no. were scratched. Like it was so, I wasn't even worried about like my bleeding body. It was the fact that I fell in front of people. I was like, that is so humiliating. I am the same way. I. I don't like, I always strive for perfection. So yes. I don't, if I'm in the learning stage of something, I don't like doing it in front of people. Same. I can't, like, I can't stand it. There's, we have a trailer to put the bike in mm -hmm. and I'm fine to tow the trailer. It's like, there's no different than driving. Reversing it is a whole <laughs> new experience. Cause first off, you've, you don't have your G2, but have you, like, you've driven a car. Yes, in yeah. In your G1. So, like, when you reverse a car, like, you know where to turn to reverse it. It's yeah. exact opposite when you have a trailer hooked up. No way. So, if you want the trailer to go that way, then you're reversing the opposite way. Like, it's oh so God. strange. And you can't wrap your head around it because you're just going second nature of how to reverse a vehicle. Right. So, I'm still a year later in the learning stage of how to reverse this trailer. And there's so many times that I've had to back it into our driveway or back it into like where we park it and there's people around. And I just get into this like mental breakdown state because I yeah. don't want people to see me fail. It's like you get you get like hot, like yes. sweaty and like, ew, please I get, don't look at me. Yes, I get like cringed. I get yeah. angry. I get snippy. I get like anxious. It's awful. I literally give myself the ick. I'm like, ew, <laughs> why are you the way that you are? I can't do it. Disown yourself. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like never speaking to myself again. Oh my God. <laughs> so then growing up, were you, because if you were put into ESL, is it because yeah. you were immersed in Arabic growing up? Um, it was mainly because my first language was Arabic. I spent the first three years of my life in Syria. And then we came back to Canada as soon as we were starting school. So like JK. Um, and then up until then, I had only under, like heard Arabic. So okay. kindergarten, the first year of kindergarten, I was... I did not speak to anybody because I was really shy and I just didn't understand anything. So the year after, my sister was put into the same kindergarten class because we're only a year apart. So that made things easier, but <laughs> neither of us understood English okay. and we would only hang out with each other. So they realized like the year after was my grade one and they put me in ESL because they realized this girl needs to start learning English. Was it almost like a speech therapy kind of thing as opposed to... Yeah, it was very yeah. much like you're learning the alphabet in class and then you're learning it like 
multiple times over in ESL, but it was so nice right. because it was it wasn't just like Arabs. It was like we had um, during the Chinese New Year, one of the Chinese students brought us coins and like it was such a sweet thing and so cute. And they just I guess that it was one of the first times that I saw other people's cultures and I was like, wow, this is so fun. I love Aww. it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So, okay, your first word then was Arabic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, right, so kindergarten-ish is when you learned and started speaking English. English, So are you bilingual now? Yes. Interesting. Yep. (laughs) Fully fluent in both. Well, obviously you're fluent in English. Yeah. (laughs) Fully fluent in both. Cool. Yes. How about you? Do you know any other languages? No. No? Not even. No. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. For our trip to Syria, I'll teach you Arabic. Okay, perfect. I can can say, like, I could ask for the bathroom in French. Like, that's about it. Yeah. um, Yeah, no. Because I don't know if my brain would ever be able to click between the two. It's hard. Even, yeah, when I, I took French up until grade 12, and it's always like you're thinking in one language and trying to translate it to the yes. other. But for Arabic, I think it comes naturally just because I've grown up with both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I think the funniest question that I always get asked about it is, what language do you think in? And what language do you dream in? And? It depends on <laughs> it depends on who I'm with. Like, if, for example, if I'm with English speakers, I'll think in English because it's just quicker to get words out. Okay. But if I'm around my parents per se, like I will think in Arabic and speak in Arabic because then I don't have to translate. But how about if you had like English speaking friends at family dinner? Um, so my dad understands English. My mom is getting there. She's learning English. So I usually am the translator between, like, if my friends say something in English, I translate it to my mom. She replies in Arabic, and then I translate it oh back to English. So it's a little complicated, but it's, it's worth it. It's and cute. are you thinking in both in that case? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> 100%. It gets complicated. But it's... More power to you. <laughs> you know the vibes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I digress, I think, for... All of that. Uh, (laughs) On the DLS side, then, coming to work every day or taking your interactions, being excited to talk to everyone with a different accent, Mm -hmm. and you never know what you're going to get, what would you say has motivated you for to be successful, to keep learning, to keep engaged? Because that's our most important thing is to engage. Yeah. So what motivates you? Um, I think for me... um Like when I first started, I was very anxious. I could never take phone calls, but now I look forward to them almost. Cause I think it's made me like very outgoing. And I think that's exactly what I need to be for, you know, my future careers and everything. It's how you land good jobs, how you network. And I want to become a therapist. So I feel like, you know, it's helped me become a better, like, poker at people (laughs) so like I can get them to speak to me and like reply to my questions so I think that's really important for a psychologist and a therapist to do so you went to school for psychology yes are you going for a master's then fingers crossed not yet um I still have to do my thesis which is like the research paper Mm -hmm. you do for your degree um do you have a topic 
I do. Do you um, want to share it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of my friends spent uh, their quarantine overseas. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a look at the effects uh, of obviously Blick mental health that COVID and quarantining has had on um, international students. So I feel like they're kind of neglected cool. in studies. So, yeah. <laughs> Send me a copy. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. So then, is that a three-year program? Um, it's just like it's still part of your undergrad degree. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like the conclusion to my bachelor's. But the reason it's taken me so long is because I did uh, a major in history. Wow. Yeah. So you got a smarty pants over here. Literally, I just did the history for fun. I love what. <laughs> It's so fun to me. I love learning about world wars and just the historical significance that certain people have. And I guess also, like, low-key, like, the psychology of those people. Mm -hmm. Because, like, okay, Hitler got rejected from art school. Why did he turn into this, you know? Okay. So it's, like, it's it's curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I... Very blunt. I hate history. Like, I don't... (laughs) Well, I don't like history... I think the wars and, and like, 1940s onwards, probably 1920s onwards, like, that modern era yeah. of what we'd still probably consider modern, that I'm, I'm yes, I'm fascinated by. But right. anything before then, I think to me, because there's no connection that's alive right. to anything before that, you just lose me because I start to think, how do we know that's true? Like, I start to question history, so therefore I can't learn it because I'm constantly thinking, we don't know that. That's not for certain, so. True, true. Like, yeah, I think think in your um, case there, like, I agree, and I went into business for that tangible type degree, but I went into HR because I wanted to understand how people tick. Yeah. And that psychology of people in the business world and what motivates them. So I love that. I yeah. got you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, I'm, I think I'm the exact same way when it comes to history. And I tried to take courses mainly, you know, in the same 1920s onwards. But part of our module courses was like a 14th to 16th century Europe class. And it was so dry. Yeah. So at that, I would not recommend. But. The same way, like 1920s onwards, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, and the psychology part of people and within history and all that, I love it. I think uh, me personally, I, I feel that I would need years of therapy just to unpack a lot of stuff. But <laughs> felt that. Well, I think my biggest issue that I found is I know all of my issues and Mm -hmm. I know what makes me tick and I know what my triggers are, but I never do anything to fix it. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. So I can identify it. I know that's going to upset me, but I'm not going to do anything to prevent it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I will will allow myself to get upset. And it's like, I will validate myself every single time. Because, you know, why wouldn't I? (laughs) Hey, listen, when I become a therapist... You're more than welcome to visit me. And you said you're in HR. I'm going to come to you. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and figure then, things out. And then out. when we need to go get coffee, we'll just hop on the bike and Oh, yeah. <laughs> we absolutely. We'll, we'll balance together. Yes. Perfect. There you go. And then for vacation, we'll go to Syria. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's a vacation for you. A hundred percent. Yes. Good. 
It's Is most so of your family still there? Um, like, yes and no. I have a lot of family still there, but I wouldn't say most of them because a lot of them did get displaced. Um, but yeah, still like a good amount, I would say. Like if I went to Syria right now, I'd have a lot of people to hang out with. Nice little homecoming. Yeah, you know. Nice. Arabs have big families. <laughs> do you, because you you have lived there, do you, do you identify that as your home? Uh, for sense? sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think as I grow up, I identify more with it because in the past I was, I've, I've never been surrounded really by Arabs up until university. And I think that really made me appreciate my Syrian culture. And I try to strictly speak Arabic with my family, with my friends. Sometimes I'll have Arab conversations and it's, it's, just trying to hold on to it. Because I haven't been to Syria since 2011, so trying to, like, hold on to it. Yeah. That's fair. It's really important to me, for sure. And you're hoping to go back next year? I hope so. Fingers, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and, and hopefully by then you can drive to the airport. Oh, yes. <laughs> Imagine that. Just cruising. <laughs> I'll pass by and wave. <laughs> on your bike? Yeah, of right. Nice. <laughs> uh, we, we're in this together. <laughs> so then out, outside of a job description and outside of what we do within our processes, what is being a moment maker to you? What does it mean? Um, being the friendliest person that you can be and sometimes just being able to handle the unexpected because you never know what's going to be thrown at you, right? Mm-hmm. So just it's, it's, I think it's taught me a lot of patience I've learned a lot of patients from TLS that I've been able to carry out outside of work too. So I think, I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah, I feel that. I, well, you had said earlier of, of it, you get excited now to take calls. and Yeah. I think I was the same way. So I ran a college pro window cleaning franchise in university years, but I... I'm not one to enjoy making phone calls. I'm not one to enjoy cold calling. Yeah. I've never really met anyone who is. But <laughs> <laughs> so when I came into being a moment maker, I did not – I was the same way of being anxious. Like I, I was not excited to pick up the phone. Yeah. And obviously you go through that learning curve and you adjust and everything. And then it did get to a point where it's the same way of just being excited because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you get to control the situation because you get to help someone. Yeah. And that's it is, a really powerful feeling. It is. It's such a good feeling too. Honestly, like I'm the one making the phone calls for my friends. Anytime they want to make a complaint <laughs> or anything, they're horrified. I'm like – I got this, ladies. I got this. And it's it's exciting. Like you said, you don't know what you anticipate happening. So it's, yep. it's fun. <laughs> I will never opt to make a phone call. But mm. if I do make a phone call, I'm really excited once I'm on it. That's fair. That's like, fair. It's so strange. I will, it's my introversion, I think. Yeah. I will never go out of my way to like call a doctor <laughs> to make an appointment or like make a hair appointment or whatever, but once I'm talking to that person, it's like, yeah. oh, thank you so much. Have a great day. We yeah. can't wait. <laughs> I've started doing this thing. So my dad is a very extroverted person, and I realize I'm becoming him because he will tell his life story to a stranger. Like they'll be like, oh, how are you? He's like, yeah, like I used to fight in this war and this and that, and I'm becoming like him. Like I am sharing unnecessary details to strangers that don't need to know 
anything about me. <laughs> you are everything my mom experiences. She is that person no. that will say, hi, how are you? Like, out of courtesy. Yeah. And know that entire person's life story five minutes later. I hate myself for doing that. I'm like, how did I, like, why did that have to be the trait that I inherited from him? Please. But no, it's it's a, it speaks to a lot about how you, how you are and who you are because you're comfortable. Yeah. And you're confident. That's mm-hmm. why you're doing it as well. And you're just exciting to be around because who doesn't want to be someone who's, Thanks. who doesn't want to be around someone who's <laughs> in a good mood? That's I, true. I like it. Same, same. What's been your biggest success so far? Any, like, broad spectrum anywhere? Um, I would say getting into my honor specialization program was huge for me because that's something that I've been dreaming of. Hold for applause. Yep. Thanks, guys. I'm so gassed. (laughs) And I just actually landed a job with a psychotherapist. So that's really exciting because I get to see firsthand what hopefully I'll be doing in the future. Is it like a placement? Um, No, it's a. So my friend had already worked there and she referred me to them and they interviewed me and everything. And I got to meet the psychotherapist just before he. traveled for research work and he's so nice um he is arab so it's i think it's really nice because i'll get to experience you know learning about the mental health of arabs primarily but he works with refugees and things like that so that's i'm so excited like it's so fun (laughs) congrats thank you thank you i would like to hear more we'll have a part two course (laughs) (laughs) and then on the flip side what has been your biggest learning point um I would say patience I'm not a very patient person and I'm also I used to be a very sensitive person so the first time that I got a complaint call was (laughs) the worst day of my life no because uh I'm very much like you I strive for perfection and getting a complete call, especially for something that is out of my control and something that I didn't do is very scary. <laughs> so I have th- that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is to not take things personally, first mm-hmm. of all, and two, to be patient with the person who's making that complaint, complaint call because they'll come off as maybe angry to begin. And then if you continue to use like a very calm tone of voice at the end they're usually thanking you and being like oh my god like you saved my life like thank you so much and I think that's something huge that I've I've learned so your mindset around complaints has changed a hundred percent I am I was scared of them now (laughs) if somebody wants to transfer somebody who's making a complaint to me I got you (laughs) it's it's hard but someone's got to do it it's funny because I've always found those to be the most, not my favorite calls, because obviously no one enjoys when someone's upset, but yeah. it's entirely disconnected from me because they're not complaining about me. They're not complaining about the yeah. experience I'm giving them. And I can't make a mistake in this because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with me. So I found that to be the easiest because all my only job was relaying the information but comforting them. Right. And right. that was... Not to toot my own horn, but super simple for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And so 
I don't know. I it's so strange because yes, as someone that would strive for perfection, and I do take, I overthink about everything. I anticipate what someone's feelings gonna mm-hmm. are gonna be. I get really, really anxious if I feel like I've upset someone. Like, oh yeah, I have all of those emotions, except for when a customer is complaining about something that I had no part in. Yeah, see, that's fair. I like that. I like that. I think yeah. I think I'm slowly getting there. Um, definitely have you know, gotten closer to that point, but still a little bit to go. Just a little reminder of don't take it personally. Yeah, 100%. Check it's, yourself. It's always, yeah, like if, if, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Check yourself for sure. <laughs> um, if we had a new moment maker joining us, which we do every week, mm-hmm. they, similar to you, where they, it's their first job, they've never worked in customer service, they may be, are growing up in this generation that everything's online so they don't pick up the phone that often. Yeah. Um, what would be your piece of advice for them to be successful as a moment maker, maybe not as nervous as a moment maker, and just do a great job? Um, I know this is going to sound a little bit cliche, but fake it till you make it. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I was not confident up all before this job and I just pretended that I was until I eventually became confident so I think that's a huge thing and also I would say if you feel like overwhelmed just take a deep breath count mm-hmm. to 10 and then take your next call like it's it's chill the, the world can wait just make sure you're okay and then take your <laughs> you know do your thing <laughs> fair enough yeah deep breath everyone <laughs> I love these microphones. I, I, we always make a joke whenever we use them that we should do like ASMR with them because it's oh, just, yeah. it's, just you like, can't hear what I'm hearing in my ear, but it's very ooh. crisp. <laughs> crisp. The only thing uh, on TikTok, I don't know if you've been like scrolling through the, there's so many ASMR lives and it's always mouth noises. I hate mouth noises. Mm -mm. (laughs) I can't do it. It's the one thing, you know how frustrating it is when it's like, like one of your parents making mouth noises and you can't tell them to stop because it'll hurt them. Yes. So then I blame my sister because she can take it. I'm like, stop doing that. It's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, stop, stop doing it. I have that around loud noises, but not even that. It's people coughing. Hmm. It's my nails on chalkboard, but it's not just like your average typical cough. Like that I'm fine with. Uh It's when it comes from like the throat or the lungs. Nope. (laughs) Is this like a a COVID related thing or from before? No, it's been like years. And my mom, when my mom goes into a coughing fit, it's like, I need to leave the room. Like I have a visceral reaction that she hates because she can't control it yet here I am getting <laughs> mad at her but I it's just no I can't it's my nails on chalkboard oh I can't hear gosh. it I can't stand it and it's so unfair to everyone because nobody it's not like they're doing it on purpose <laughs> no I get that it's like when somebody chokes on food it's like <laughs> just swallow it <laughs> can you, you not do that thing <laughs> literally no I get that 100% it's yeah like that's the I can't stand my own mouth noises. Like if I'm opening my mouth, I'm like, ew, you don't have to make that noise. I listen to a podcast where the person hosting it always does the tongue click. 
mm. before they start speaking or like they smack their lips. Ew. And I'm just so aware of it that anytime I do it, <laughs> I hate myself for it. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> it's it's another one of those times where you give yourself the ick, I can't do mm-hmm. it. Or if you're like taking a cute little Snapchat video for your story, I have to mute it. Cause oh. I'm like, I will pay attention. Me, my sister, my cousin, we all are very hyper aware of mouth noises. So we will turn up the volume. We're like, okay, mouth noises is getting muted. Like, oh boy. Immediately. This is going to be an interesting edit, that's for sure, as I now <laughs> listen for it. <laughs> oh, no. We'll start some kind of a game of how many mouth noises can I make in an episode. <laughs> Take a shot every time you hear oh, mouth God. noise. <laughs> uh, in all of your journey or everything that you've been through, overcome, experienced, who are three people that have influenced you the most? Um, and what are the three lessons that they taught you? Um, By the way, you just made a mouth noise. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew, canceled. <laughs> I'd say the first person who has had the biggest impact on my life would be my uncle, um, who I unfortunately lost last summer. Yeah. But he is the reason that I went into psychology um, There are a lot of Arab cultures who stigmatize mental health, Um, but my uncle was the one who kind of convinced my parents to let me pursue that because originally they wanted me to go into law and I did as well, but I found psychology to be interesting. So he was the one who was like, no, no, like let her do her thing. Like this is good for her. Um, So he's the one person in the world that I look up to still. That's amazing. Yeah, I love him. (laughs) And do my parents count as two? Yeah. Or yeah. they can count as one. All right. Depends they, on how many you have. <laughs> I have two parents, my mom and my dad. And they are the greatest parents ever. I don't, like, that's going to sound so biased, but genuinely they have supported me through everything. Um, any mistake that I've made, they've always been there to, to help pick me up. And... Um, it's just, it's so nice. And I'm very, very thankful to, to say that uh, I have supportive parents. I love mm-hmm. them. They're my best friends. <laughs> yeah. And my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. When my sister supports me, <laughs> this is so bad to say. I have a job, but she, she supports me financially when I need it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lifestyles are expensive. Yeah. Inflation yeah. is real, people. It is. And I am... I just, I, if I see something and I want it, I will get it. I have no self-control when it comes to that. Oh, no. So, and my sister, you know, entertains that. And I'm like, no, you can't let me buy the things that I want because I'm broke now <laughs> because of this. But, oh, well. <laughs> I, that's my, um, what, what's the, uh, there's like a TikTok filter of my, oh, my toxic trait. My yeah. toxic trait is... I am the same way if I'm not the one spending the money. Yeah. If it's my mom's credit card, it's like, yeah, I want this and this and this and this. But It's if not it's, real money. Exactly. If it's <laughs> yeah. my card, if it's a $10 tank top, I don't need it. Yep. That's fine. No, 100%. <laughs> the way I'm holding off on so many, like buying so many items just because I'm like, okay, listen, you need to get your life in order and then you can buy whatever you want. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> but then also, my so I don't like having credit card debt. Yeah, same. But I do view my credit card as free money. So it's like yeah. 
I'll charge, I will not put $200 on my debit card because it goes. Mm-hmm. I'll put $200 on my credit card and think, okay, I'll pay that off in about three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I hate how I look at it's, money. No, because I'm the exact same way. I have, when it comes to credit cards, I'm like, I need to pay off immediately. But it's fake money at the end of the day. Right? <laughs> I heard yesterday, I was talking to my friend about, uh, like, claiming that you're bankrupt, right? He said, after seven years, it gets wiped off of your record. So technically, yeah. I can spend fake money as much as I want. And in seven years, it'll be fine again. I think that was actually a trend that like 18, 19 year olds were doing. No way. Yes, I, I'm serious. I don't remember where it was, but it was a few years ago where there was just this uptick in in bankruptcy because they, they would declare it at 18, 19 after racking up credit card debt. Because oh by the God. time they're 25 yeah. and actually starting to be an adult, they're fine. Wow. So this is a thing. It's it, Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nobody take that away as a lesson ex- aside from <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it, it sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. But don't do it. Yeah. Good call. Is that a Harry Styles shirt? It is. I love Harry Styles. Oh, He's right? Good. I've never seen him live, but I respect. I'm trying to. He's, he's coming, coming back, right? He's coming in August. Okay. That is why I need to start saving money because I need oh. to see this man. If there's like, Harry Styles is at the top of my list to really? see people live. Like, I have been a fan of Harry Styles since What Makes You Beautiful. I've always been a Harry okay. girl. So I need to see him. It's not a want. It's a need. <laughs> Very thin line. And I've crossed it. I, um, we may have. Hello. Hello. We have a bit of an interruption here. Yes, we do. Hello, hello. What are we here to do? We're here to celebrate our journey, Robot. It's a party. It is a party. (laughs) And both of us got to share you and to have you. Hello, That's Carrie. true. Sharing is caring. Hello, Very lucky. <laughs> Very lucky. The I'm the lucky one, honestly. I think we're all lucky Aww. here. Sweetheart, Circle lucky. We yes. have your backpack. backpack. Yay! It's so nice. With your pins. pins. Let's go. <gasps> the little heart ones are so cute. Yeah. Protect so them. Sick. They do fall off easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a backpack full of pens that always fall off. And I'm like, not my Harry Styles pen. No. <laughs> you know? This is gorgeous. Like, this is so cute. To no. anyone who doesn't have theirs yet. You're the first. You're the first. Am I actually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so gassed right now. Okay, to everyone who's going to get it. It is drip. <laughs> it is so nice. I like it. Thank you, guys. I'm learning Thank so you. many terms Thank today. We've got gassed. Oh, we've yeah. got drip. <laughs> yeah. I, I put them on. When I first yeah. started it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. And say less. Years yeah. ago. Say less. Say less. Can someone teach me say less? What does that mean? Say less is basically like saying, so it's like, oh, do you want to go out tonight? Say less. It's like saying, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. let's say no more. Yeah, like, yeah I'm done. No exactly. Okay. Okay. No All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it is the exact That's same. Why I'll do my little best. Will you? you? <laughs> no. Yeah, when it comes to these terms, guys, I got you. Yeah. Sweetheart, but congratulations. 
Thank you. Thank you. I love it. It's so fun. Is it? Yeah. I love being the center of attention. Oh, <laughs> so bad. At least she's honest about you're it. In, you're on the right team now. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Say less. Sorry, Sorry for the interruption. interruption. No. It was Did you just wonderful. say that in unison? Yeah. It's so, like... They're copy-paste. They're the same person. I love it. We love to see it. If they weren't standing in front of us, I would say, have you ever seen Mary and Anna in the same room? I think not, because they're the same person. That is true. Unfortunately, they're both in the same room, so. <laughs> so cute. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> On your Harry Styles point, I am um, my yes. ride or die. I know that term. My ride right. or die of musicians is, uh, well, I have quite a few, but the one that's happening this summer that I am so excited about, Big Time Rush. Oh, yes. When I, <laughs> when I tell you, like, I don't like Nickelodeon. I've never been, like, a Nickelodeon person. But that show and that band, it just... Is everything. Sets me free. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're coming in July, and that was them? my Easter present. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I'm, no, literally, me and my friend, she doesn't, she's not even, like, a big Harry Styles fan. She's like, I'm going to come with you. And we are dedicating this summer to, like, hopefully going to concerts and things like that. Like, yes. we're seeing The weekend. We're seeing nice. Shawn Mendes. And we have, like, seats that are really close when to the Shawn stage. When is Shawn Mendes coming? Um, I think August 2nd. Okay. But tickets were not bad. Like, All I'm right. telling you, we got row, like, six yeah. near the stage for, like, I think it was, like, 250 each. Okay. For Sean. Oh, no, I think I knew this. I feel like I got the email. Yeah? Ticketmaster? Yeah, yeah my the, <laughs> the pre-sale thing that was not actually, everything was sold out by the time I actually clicked on it. No! So, but I think I clicked on it, like, eight hours later, so I was not on it. Fair enough, fair um, enough. I'm waiting for Taylor Swift to go back out on tour because oh, yeah. we've got four albums to catch up on. It's, yeah, that is so fun. Yeah. I feel like she'd be really entertaining oh. uh, in concert. So I've been to, I think it's now 42 Taylor Swift concerts in, in, total. My, life, in my life. No way. Yeah. That includes, like, when she's open for people. Like, it's just I've seen her in concert in some form. That is sick. Um, Yeah. So I've seen, like, the same tour I've seen six, seven times where I can start doing the choreography with her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I have not. She was supposed to before or during summer of 2020, she was supposed to do this thing called Lover Fest where she was doing, like, a full-day festival Mm -hmm. for her her Lover album. And then that got canceled. Well, it got postponed. And then... 2021, they announced we're just going to cancel it, and here's the refund. That's so sad. I know, we have so much to catch up on. The song Lover is really good, though. Yes. But, but she's released two albums since, too. Yeah. And her re-releases. I think one thing that I like, desperately need to know when it comes to concerts is, like, which songs are going to be on the set list? I am the exact same way. Right? Because I, what if I don't know a certain song? The, the, a I make a way, playlist you know? that is the set list. Exactly. Yeah. Like The weekend, he's released two albums, so it's going to be those two albums. And I don't really know the new album as much because it's so very different. Yeah, it's very different from him. So I want to, it's like, like I know what my favorites are, but are those the ones that he's going to be performing? Do you spend your time on set list FM? 
No. <gasps> oh my gosh, is this a thing? Yes. All right. Setlist.fm. Setlist.fm. It's a website that people similar to us will go and upload the setlist for their show that they just saw. So if the weekend's out on tour, you can look at what the setlist was for like three dates ago. Oh my gosh. And then because it's the same tour, so it's the same setlist for every date. Okay. So there you go. I know that uh, Doja Cat is, Mm -hmm. what is it, headlining? I've never, been, I've never been to a concert before. You've never been to a concert? No. <laughs> like, I've been to Purple Fest at Western, which is like concert. It's not the same thing. But it's not the same thing. <laughs> so the weekend is going to be my first concert ever. Is that at the amphitheater? Um, it's either... Or I is it Scotiabank? Scotiabank, okay. yeah. You yeah. should try and get to one at... Um, what is it? Budweiser Stage. It was Ooh. the Molson Amphitheater. That's what I get mixed up on. But by right. Wiser Stage, the Amphitheater in Toronto, it's okay. It's a party. All right. Even even just like a lawn ticket where they're like they go for twenty bucks, but it's just yeah. that's its own community. And then like you've got the pit on the floor. That's its own community. It's just <laughs> it's a summer. It's like one of those typical summer night things. Oh, I need to experience that. I would I'm highly so recommend excited. this summer. I feel like. I don't care if I don't have the money. Like, I am going off. Big time rush will be at the amphitheater. <laughs> Is that where you're seeing them? All right. Link. Let's link there. July 4th. <laughs> July 4th. It's that a is Monday. A to go. But yes, for Americans. For Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I don't get the day off. Um, yeah, I would highly sure. recommend. Do it. All when right. you can. Yeah. Safely, financially. Yes, yes. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> You've never been to a concert. I know. Oh, my goodness. My whole life. Uh, yeah. I I don't think it's, like, as common for, like, like Muslims to go. I don't know. Really? Technically, like, music is not permitted. Oh. <laughs> Me exposing myself as a sinner. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, concerts are fun. Uh, so I've heard. <laughs> they are. I'm They're a blast. Them. Country concerts are really, really fun if you like country music. I do. They um, guilty. It's yeah. It's I find country music just as a whole. It, it's it's not gonna call it a culture, but mm-hmm. what you experience within country music is very different from other genres. And yeah, it's, um, from like the stories to the fans, it's just it, to me, it feels like a big family of a of yeah. a genre. So. No. I Country concerts that. at Budweiser Amphitheater. <laughs> All right. Say no more. I want to, I really, okay, Dan and Shay. Yes. Which is, a, I know it's like country pop, but still. It's like what country is today. Right? And I yeah. want to see them live. Yes. Like they're, they're really, really good. good. They Have are. you seen them? I've, I've seen almost anyone. Oh, my God. I've I seen almost jealous. anyone in, like, the country genre for sure. There's right. very few people I haven't seen. Um, but when you get into, like, The weekend or anything outside of country it's few and far between taylor swift is pretty much (laughs) yeah she she was country now she's more like pop but my like outside of country would be taylor swift backstreet boys and big time rush like i love backstreet boys (laughs) they're so good they're so good but i would say that once you've seen them yeah you've seen them yeah you don't need to see them again there's no variety all right that's not to knock them but yeah. It's five guys on a stage. Yeah, right? 
<laughs> no, I remember as a kid, there was this uh, CD that me and my sister used to play called Girl Talk. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. just, do you know it? Yes, oh I remember this. Backstreet Boys was in there. Yeah. And I remember, and it was, oh man, I, I fell in love with them. I remember with my Walkman, mm-hmm. I had the Backstreet Boys Black and Blue album. And I played Shape of Shape of My Heart. Shape of You is Bad <laughs> Shape of My Heart by the Backstreet Boys over and over and over again. And I was should. probably like nine at the time, but I'm belting <laughs> it out as if I'm this heartbroken <laughs> person. It hits. It hits. It does. <laughs> oh, man. What an experience. Um, <laughs> I've kept you longer than I was supposed to. So my last question for you. <laughs> so that you can go and eat your lunch. Um, What is one thing that you try to do Mm -hmm. in professional or personal life to live in the moment? Um, Mouth noise. (laughs) No. (laughs) We need a button for that. Mouth noise. (laughs) I'll find one. (laughs) I think, like, if I see something I want to do, I will do it. Mm -hmm. If you see something, you will buy it. <laughs> if I see, literally, that is my mentality, and it's made me genuinely so much happier. There are so many things that in the past I've like sacrificed, uh, things that I've stopped, like held myself back from doing, because I was afraid of displeasing others or upsetting others. But I've realized that like most of the people who are always displeased with me ended up being temporary in my life. Mm-hmm. So just do whatever you want to do. Well, there's a key point there that if they're display, if they're not going to support you, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be there. So exactly. it's good they were temporary. Exactly, and I've honestly just doing whatever I think is going to make me happy has in turn made me a very happy person. So I like that. Yeah, another term for you folks: YOLO. YOLO, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> take life one step at a time, but take everything it has to offer. Yeah, make it worth it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. It was. I love chatting with you. Me too. Let's keep going. Honestly, down. (laughs) I'm about it. Well, I hope you enjoyed getting to know us both a little bit more. This episode was more on the unusual side in the sense that we don't always dive so much into our personal lives, but we hit it off instantly and I'm definitely looking forward to that part too. Thank you all so much for listening and joining us today. Remember to tell at least two friends of yours to subscribe. We've got so many more conversations coming your way. We'll see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support Sometimes you need a little genuine